Act Three of the Winter's Tale by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, Cecilia, a street in some town. Enter Cleomenes and Dion the climate's delicate the air most sweet fertile the isle the temple much surpassing the common praise it bears i shall report foremost it caught me the celestial habits methinks i so should turn them and the reverence of the grave wearers of the sacrifice how ceremonious solemn and unearthly it was in the offering but of all the burst and the ear-deafening voice of the oracle kind joe's thunder so surprised my sense that i was nothing if the event of the journey prove as successful to the queen oh be it so as it hath been to us rare pleasant speedy the time is worth the use on great apollo turn all to the best these proclamations so forcing faults upon hermione i little like the violent carriage of it will clear or end the business when the oracle thus by apollo's great divine sealed up shall the contents discover something rare even then will rush to knowledge go fresh horses and gracious be the issue exeunt scene two the same a court of justice enter leontes lords and officers appear Properly seated. This session to our great grief we pronounce, even pushes against our heart. The party tried the daughter of a king, our wife, and one of us too much beloved. Let us be cleared of being tyrannous, since we so openly proceed in justice, which shall have due course even to the guilt or the purgation. Produce the prisoner. It is his highness's pleasure that the queen appear in person here in court. Silence! Hermione is brought in guarded, Paulina and ladies attending. Read the indictment. Hermione, queen to the worthy Leontes, king of Sicilia, thou art here accused and arraigned of high treason in committing adultery with polixenes king of bohemia and conspiring with camillo to take away the life of our sovereign lord the king thy royal husband the pretence whereof being by circumstances partly laid open thou hermione contrary to the faith and allegiance of true subject didst counsel and aid them for their better safety to fly away by night since what i am to say must be but that which contradicts my accusation and the testimony on my part no other but what comes from myself it shall scarce boot me to say not guilty mine integrity being counted falsehood shall as i express it be so received but thus if powers divine behold our human actions as they do i doubt not then but innocence shall make false accusation blush and tyranny tremble at patience you my lord best know 
who least will seem to do so my past life hath been as continent as chaste as true as i am now unhappy which is more than history can pattern though devised and played to take spectators for behold me a fellow of the royal bed which o a moiety of the throne a great king's daughter the mother to a hopeful prince here standing to prate and talk for life and honour for who please to come and hear for life i prize it as i weigh grief which i would spare for honour tis a derivative from me to mine and only that i stand for i appeal to your own conscience sir before polixenes came to your court how i was in your grace how merited to be so since he came with what encounter so uncurrent i have strained to appear thus if one jot beyond the bound of honour or in act or will that way inclining hardened be the hearts of all that hear me and my nearest of kin cry fie upon my grave i ne'er heard yet that any of these bolder voices wanted less impudence to gainsay what they did than to perform at first that's true enough though tis a saying sir not due to me you will not own it more than mistress of which comes to me in name of fault i must not at all acknowledge for polixenes with whom i am accused i do confess i loved him as in honour he required with such a kind of love as might become a lady like me with a love even such so and no other as yourself commanded which not to have done i think had been in me both disobedience and ingratitude to you and toward your friend whose love had spoke ever since it could speak from an infant freely that it was yours now for conspiracy i know not how it tastes though it be dished for me to try how all i know of it is that camillo was an honest man and why he left your court the gods themselves wotting no more than i are ignorant you knew of his departure as you know what you have undertaken to do in his absence sir you speak a language that i understand not my life stands in the level of your dreams which i lay down your actions are my dream you had a bastard by polixenes and i but dreamed it as you were past all shame those of your fact are so so past all truth which to deny concerns more than avails for as thy breath hath been cast out like to itself no father owning it which is indeed more criminal in thee than it so thou shalt feel our justice in whose easiest passage look for no less than death sir spare your threats the bug which you would fright me with i seek to me can life be no commodity the crown and comfort of my life your favour i do give lost for i do feel it gone but know not how it went my second joy and first fruits of my body from his presence i embarred like one infectious my third comfort start most unluckily is from my breast the innocent milk in its most innocent mouth hailed out to murder myself on every post proclaimed a strumpet with immodest hatred the childbed privilege denied which longs to women of all fashion 
lastly hurried here to this place in the open air before i have got strength of limit now my liege tell me what blessings i have here alive that i should fear to die therefore proceed but yet hear this mistake me not no life i prize it not a straw but for mine honour which i would free if i shall be condemned upon surmises all proofs sleeping else but what your jealousies awake i tell you tis rigour and not law your honours all i do refer me to the oracle apollo be my judge this your request is altogether just therefore bring forth and in apollo's name his oracle excellent certain officers the emperor of russia was my father oh that he were alive and here beholding his daughter's trial that he did but see the flatness of my misery yet with eyes of pity not revenge re-enters officers with cleomenes and dion you here shall swear upon this sword of justice that you cleomenes and dion have both been at delphos and from thence have brought this sealed up oracle by the hand delivered of great apollo's priest and that since then you have not dared to break the holy seal nor read the secrets int all this, all this we, we swear. swear break up the seals and read hermione is chaste Poloxenes, uh, blameless camillo a true subject leontes a jealous tyrant his innocent babe truly begotten and the king shall live without an heir if that which is lost be not found how blessed be, be the, the great, great apollo. apollo praised hast thou read truth ay my lords even so as it is here set down there is no truth at all in the oracle the session shall proceed this is mere falsehood enter a servant hastily my lord the king the king what is the business oh sir i should be hated to report it the prince your son with mere conceit and fear of the queen's speed is gone how gone is dead apollo's angry and the heavens themselves do strike at my injustice hermione faints oh. another this news is mortal to the queen look down and see what death is doing take her hands her heart is but our child she will recover i have too much believed mine own suspicion beseech you tenderly apply to her some remedies for life Exeunt Paulina and ladies with Hermione. Apollo, pardon my great profaneness against thine oracle. I'll reconcile me to Polixenes' new woo, my queen. Recall the good Camillo, whom I proclaim a man of truth of mercy. For being transported by my jealousies to bloody thoughts and to revenge, I chose Camillo for the minister to poison my friend Polixenes, which had been done. But that the good mind of Camillo tardied my swift command, though I with death and with reward did threaten and encourage him not doing it and being done he most humane and filled with honour to my kingly guest unclasp my practice quit his fortunes here which you know great 
and to the certain hazard of all uncertainties himself commended no richer than his honour how he glisters through my rust and how his piety does my deeds make the blacker re-enter paulina woe the while oh cut my lace lest my heart cracking it break too what fit is this good lady what study torments tyrant hast for me what wheels wrecks fires what flaying boiling in leads or oils what old or newer torture must i receive whose every word deserves to taste of thy most worst thy tyranny together working with thy jealousies fancies too weak for boys too green and idle for girls of nine oh think what they have done and then run mad indeed stark mad for all thy bygone fooleries were but spices of it that thou betrayest polixenes twas nothing that did but show thee of a fool inconstant and damnable ingrateful nor was it much thou wouldst have poisoned good camillo's honour to have him kill a king poor trespasses more monstrous standing by whereof i reckon the casting forth to crows thy baby daughter to be or none or little though a devil would have shed water out of fire ere done it nor is it directly laid to thee the death of the young prince whose honourable thoughts thoughts high for one so tender cleft the heart that could conceive a gross and foolish sire blemished his gracious stem this is not no laid to thy answer but the last o oh, lords when i have said cry woe the queen the queen the sweetest dearest creatures dead and vengeance for it not dropped down yet the higher powers forbid i say she's dead i'll swear it if word nor oath prevail not go and see if you can bring tincture or lustre in her lip her eye heat outwardly or breath within i'll serve you as i would do the gods but o oh, thou tyrant do not repent these things for they are heavier than all thy woes can stir therefore betake thee to nothing but despair a thousand knees ten thousand years together naked fasting upon a barren mountain and still winter in storm perpetual could not move the gods to look that way thou wert go on go on thou canst not speak too much i have deserved all tongues to talk thy bitterest say no more however the business goes you have made faults in the boldness of your speech i am sorry for it all faults i make when i shall come to know them i do repent alas i have showed too much the rashness of a woman he is touched to the noble heart what's gone and what's past help should be past grief do not receive affliction at my petition i beseech you rather let me be punished that have minded you of what you should forget now good my liege sir royal sir forgive a foolish woman the love i bore your queen lo fool again i'll speak of her no more nor of your children i'll not remember you of my own lord who is lost too take your patience to you and i'll say nothing thou didst speak but well when most the truth 
which I receive much better than to be pitied of thee. Prithee, bring me to the dead bodies of my queen and son. One grave shall be for both. Upon them shall the causes of their death appear, unto our shame perpetual. Once a day I'll visit the chapel where they lie, and tears shed there shall be my recreation. So long as nature will bet up with this exercise, so long I daily vow to use it. Come, and lead me to these sorrows. Excellent. Scene three. Bohemia. A desert country near the sea. Enter Antigonus with the child and a mariner. Thou art perfect, then. Our ship hath touched upon the deserts of Bohemia. Ay, my lord, and fear we have landed in ill time. The skies look grimly and threaten present blusters. In my conscience, the heavens with that we have in hand are angry and frown upon us. Their sacred wills be done. Go, get aboard, look to thy bark. It'll not be long before I call upon thee. Make your best haste and go not too far in the land. Tis like to be loud weather. Besides, this place is famous for the creatures of prey that keep upon it. Go thou away. I'll follow instantly. I am glad at heart to be so rid of the business. Exit. Come, poor babe. I have heard, but not believed, the spirits of the dead may walk again. If such thing be, thy mother appeared to me last night, for never was dream so like a waking. To me comes a creature, sometimes her head on one side, some another. I never saw a vessel of like sorrow, so filled and so becoming, in pure white robes. Like very sanctity she did approach my cabin where I lay, thrice bowed before me, and, gasping, to begin some speech, her eyes became two spouts, the fury spent anon did this break from her. Good Antigonus, since fate against thy better disposition hath made thy person for the thrower out of my poor babe, according to thine oath. Places remote enough are in Bohemia, there weep and leave it crying, and for the babe is counted lost for ever. Perdita, I prithee called, for this ungentle business put on thee by my lord, thou ne'er shall see thy wife Paulina more. So with shrieks she melted into air. Affrighted much, I did in time collect myself, and thought this was so, and no slumber. Dreams are toys. Yet for this once, yea, superstitiously, I will be squared by this. I do believe Hermione hath suffered death and that Apollo would, this being indeed the issue of King Polixenes, it should here be laid, either for life or death, upon the earth of its right father. Blossom, speed thee well. Laying down the child. There lie, and there thy character, there these. Laying down a bundle. Which may, if fortune please, both breed thee pretty, and still rest thine. The storm begins, poor wretch, that for thy mother's fault art thus exposed to loss and what may follow. Weep I cannot, but my heart bleeds, and more accursed am I to be by oath enjoined to this. 
farewell the day frowns more and more thou'rt like to have a lullaby too rough i never saw the heavens so dim by day a, a savage clamour well may i get aboard this is the chase i am gone for ever exit pursued by a bear enter an old shepherd i would there were no age between ten and three and twenty or that youth would sleep out the rest for there is nothing in the between but getting wenches with child wronging the ancientry stealing fighting hark you now would any but these boiling brains of nineteen and two and twenty hunt this weather they have scared away two of my best sheep which i fear the wolf will sooner find than the master if anywhere i have them tis by the seaside browsing of ivy good luck and be thy will what have we here taking up the child mercy on's a bairn a very pretty bairn a boy or a child i wonder a pretty one a very pretty one sure some scape though i'm not bookish yet i can read waiting gentlewoman in the scape this has been some stair work some trunk work some behind door work they were warmer that got this than the poor thing is here i'll take it up for pity yet i'll tarry till my son comes he hallied but even now whoa ho ho clown within hello hello what art so near if thou see a thing to talk on when thou art dead and rotten come hither enter clown what ailst thou man i have seen two such sights by sea and by land but i am not to say it is a sea for it is now the sky betwixt the firmament and it you cannot thrust a bodkin's point why boy how is it i would you did but see how it chafes how it rages how it takes up the shore but that's not to the point oh the most piteous cry of the poor souls sometimes to see em and not to see em now the ship boring the moon with her mainmast and anon swallowed with yest and froth as you thrust a cork into a hogshead and then for the land service to see how the bear tore out his shoulder-bone how he cried to me for help and said his name was antigonus our nobleman but to make an end of the ship to see how the sea flap dragoned it but first how the poor souls roared and the sea mocked them and how the poor gentleman roared and the bear mocked him both roaring louder than the sea or weather name of mercy when was this boy now now i have not winged since i saw these sights the men are not yet cold under water nor the bear half dined on the gentleman he's at it now would i have been by to have helped the old man i would you have been by the ship's side to have helped her there your charity would have lacked footing heavy matters heavy matters but look thee here boy now bless thyself thou mettest with things dying i with things new-born here's a sight for thee look thee a bearing cloth for a squire's child look thee here take up take up boy opened so let's see it was told me i should be rich by the fairies this is some changeling opened what's within boy you're a made old man 
if the sins of your youth are forgiven you your will to live gold all gold this is very gold boy and will prove so up with it keep it close home home the next way we are lucky boy and to be so still requires nothing but secrecy let my sheep go come good boy the next way home go you the next way with your findings or i'll go see if the bear be gone from the gentleman and how much he hath eaten they are never cursed but when they are hungry if there be any of them left i'll bury it mm, that's a good deed if thou mayst discern by that which is left of him what he is fetch me to the sight of him marry will i and you shall help to put him near the ground tis a lucky day boy and we'll do good deeds on't exeunt end of act three